Hey. Hey, I'm about to let you listen to something. Hang on. Can you hear it? That's the Dutch rain paying us another visit. Now, unfortunately, I... Unfortunately, I can't check whether you actually can hear it or not, but... I hope you do. It can give you an idea of what the weather's been like these past few days. A lot of wind, a lot of rain. You know I'm home alone again, so... Yeah, you know what that means. Time for some reflection upon myself, upon others. As of this morning, I've been thinking about my grandfather a lot. You know, I, I woke up and I got a text message from my father. Apparently my, my grandpa wasn't feeling so well. My aunt brought him to the doctor, and I'm not going into detail about what ailments he's been dealing with, but um, the doctor gave some advice on what kind of treatments my grandpa has to follow, and well, as of now, we're all just hoping that he gets better soon. <laughs> I mean, if a man of 91 years old gets sick, you know, those around them start to get worried a little bit quicker. But I know my grandpa. And my grandpa is a very, very tough man. Like I, whenever I think of my grandpa, I think of this quote. I don't remember where the quote's from, but it goes something like this. I might paraphrase it. Never underestimate an old man in a field of work where men die young. Now, my grandpa wasn't a soldier or anything, but he has been through war. The Second World War, to be precise. To be even more precise, the Second World War as it played out in Indonesia, or as it was called back then, the Dutch Indies. You see, my grandpa was the descendant of a Dutch colonist and an Indonesian native. Families like those were quite common back then. You know, everything was going fine. Every, my grandpa lived his life like a normal child with some unfortunate tragedy, tragedies, sorry. <laughs> But even that was considered quite normal back then. But then the war came over. The Japanese came in. And the first thing they did was pose themselves as liberators. They promised the Indonesian people that they'd kick the Dutchmen out and give the power back to the people. Now, as we all know now, the Japanese weren't really liberators. They were 
just a new occupier. And in hindsight, if you ask any Indonesian person who has been through that period, if you ask them which was worse, 350 years of Dutch rule or only a few years under the Japanese's bootstraps, well, they take the Dutch any day. So my grandpa has been through all that. He has seen horrific things. And there was this one time, this story that he told me, where he saw a little child who had stolen something. They got caught by a Japanese soldier. Now, I don't know why the kid stole, stole something. Maybe he was hungry. Maybe he wanted to pawn it off. Maybe he just wanted it. But what my grandpa did remember and what he did tell me was that he saw how this little child got held down, was forced to stretch his arms out, and how his hands got chopped off. Now, I hope that none of you are listening to this have ever seen someone's hands get chopped off, but the fact that there is bone in your arms makes it a lot harder than what some movies or TV shows might make you believe. So the fact that my grandpa saw such brutality and boggles the mind, really. Of course, all wars end someday, and so did the Second World War, but that wasn't the end for my grandpa. Because the moment the war ended in Indonesia, a new one started. But now it wasn't between the Japanese and the Allies, no, it was between the Indonesians and the Dutch. And it all started when the Indonesians started kicking the Dutch out. And not only the Dutch people, but also the Indonesians who had Dutch blood running through their veins. My grandpa wasn't given rest. Whereas before he was living under the threat of the Japanese, now he had to fear for his life because his own countrymen wanted him out. Unfortunately, he was brown enough to sometimes pass as a full native. And there's this, there's this other story that I remember now. My grandpa was walking down the street and suddenly a few random men approached him and they saw that my grandfather didn't have the flag of Indonesia or the miniature flag of Indonesia pinned to his chest. Truth is, my grandpa just didn't have one, never got it from anybody. But to those random men, it was an act of disrespect. They ran up to him and they demanded 
that he swear loyalty to the Indonesian flag. They wanted him to scream, Merdeka, which is Indonesian for freedom. And my grandpa, fearing for his life, did just that. He stood at attention and screamed at the top of his lungs, Merdeka, and he was let go. But from that point onwards, my grandfather knew that he couldn't stay much longer in his home country. He fled to Papua New Guinea to live another life. And this part of the story I've been told as well. Apparently, Papua New Guinea used to have a governor. And the governor used to have a limousine driver. And that limousine driver used to be my grandpa. Now I'm sorry in advance for all these stories that my grandpa have told me. He has told me many years ago. So I may forget some details or I may mix up some events, but as I remember it, this is what happened when my grandpa became the bus driver. <laughs> no, excuse me, the limousine driver for the governor of Papua New Guinea. Most of his time there was quite peaceful, actually. There were no people persecuting him. No one hounding him to swear loyalty to anyone. He was just driving the governor around. I remember this one time when my grandpa told me that the governor spent one night getting himself very drunk. And at the end of the night, my grandpa had to drive him back to the mansion, drag him to bed, take off his pants, and put him to bed. <laughs> but I also remember a story my grandpa told me where there were a few people who were rather unhappy with the governor. And while the governor was one night sleeping soundly in his bed, in the mansion. My grandfather and a few other people from the staff that tended to the mansion were outside, just enjoying their downtime, enjoying the evening, looking at the stars. And out of nowhere, my grandfather heard a sound of something whizzing by his head, and then again, and then again, and apparently, a group of people had taken arms and started firing in the direction of the mansion. And my grandfather and his friends were caught in the crossfire. But my grandfather was quite loyal, is quite loyal. So instead of running for his life and choosing his own skin, he ran straight into the mansion, woke up the governor and guided him to safety. Now what happened after that, I don't remember. I don't think my grandfather ever told me what happened after that. And to be honest, I'm too afraid to ask. <laughs> I just, 
If I sound less focused right now, or not as cheerful, or not as well put together as last time, it's just that with every sentence that I say, I just keep thinking back about my grandpa and whether he's okay right now or not. But I do have hope, you know, because if, if he can survive war, if he can survive shootouts, if he even survived the racism that he encountered both in Indonesia and here in the Netherlands, as he was forced to relocate. If he can survive all that, surely he can survive this as well. Maybe I can talk a bit more, but Maybe it's best if I just end it here for now. Till next time.